Hello, and welcome to Capital Compass's in-depth monthly legislative update. June's update was recorded on Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. Welcome to our June update. The 2023 legislative session has come to an end in Albany. Here to discuss the major pieces of legislation we tracked over the last six months is New York State Catholic Conference Executive Director Dennis Paust. Hi again, Jillian. Thanks. And thanks to everybody really who tunes into the podcast. And I know most of you are probably members of the Catholic Action Network. And through your advocacy, together with ours, we were successful in once again defeating the physician-assisted suicide bill. This is despite a really strong effort by our opponents. There's a new health committee chair in the assembly is the prime sponsor of the bill. There's a new Senate sponsor who's highly motivated. And But thanks to a number of senators of both parties and assembly members of both parties, who were uncomfortable with the legislation. Neither leader brought it to the floor for a vote. In fact, neither health committee took it up in either house because simply they didn't have the votes. And so it was really the work of all of the advocates around the state and the New York Alliance Against Assisted Suicide, which includes people from the Disabilities Committee and elderly and patients' rights groups. Everybody came together. It's going to be a tough slog next year, but we take it one year at a time. So we're really grateful for that. We've talked a little bit about the state budget when that passed in May, and just to touch on the radical solidarity agenda, the child tax credit was expanded. That's good news for parents of young children, because it used to start at four years old, and now it starts at birth. So that's that's going to be really helpful to parents around the state. It's something we've fought for for, for, for years. Child care assistance expansion as well. More people will be eligible for uh, state subsidized child care. So that's going to be really important to a lot of our listeners. In the education realm, the legislature increased by 26% reimbursement for STEM instruction in our schools. So that's like I think an additional $15 million for uh, reimbursing teachers for that. And the governor, Governor Hochul, made an attempt to really eliminate the requirement to fully reimburse our schools for mandated services, services the state requires us to do. She proposed a set number, regardless of uh, which is less than the actual cost. Thankfully, the legislature rejected that. Our costs are still a, a little bit higher than what was appropriated, but we hope that next year we'll be fully funded and we'll be we'll be advocating with the governor for that. And then, you know, not everything is good news; it never is. And so, you know, once again, the so-called equality amendment passed. It passed its second consecutive legislature. That's a constitutional amendment to the state constitution that, among other things, enshrines the right to abortion. You know, so there's already, uh, thanks to the Reproductive Health Act, a fundamental right to abortion in New York State. It really wouldn't change anything, but it would make it very, very difficult down the road to have any kind of pro-life legislation. So the next step for that is a referendum of the people, which is going to be on the ballot in 2024. So we'll be asking people to vote no. It sounds good, equality amendment, everybody's for equality, but don't be fooled, it's an abortion, fundamental abortion right in the state constitution, making it impossible to pass pro-life legislation. Another negative is Governor Hochul fought for and the legislature fought for and won a bill to require public universities, SUNY and CUNY schools, to provide the uh, medication abortion pills on campuses, which is 
really a terrible thing for young women. You know, if that's the answer that the state has is just eliminate the so-called problem and get an abortion instead of providing the supports a girl might need, a young woman might need to keep her baby and stay in school. And another bill that passed that we're uh, troubled by is it's regarding health equity impact statements, it's called. And that would that's going to make it harder for Catholic hospitals to merge or acquire other hospitals because anytime there might be a change of reproductive services, i.e. abortion services, involving hospital mergers or closures. The state has to do an assessment of that. It's going to be a burden on our hospitals to carry out their mission. And so we're going to be asking uh, the governor to, I'm sure probably not very successfully, but to veto that bill, which is really bad for Catholic health care. Now, uh, Dennis, one of the big things also was the Clean Slate Act. Can you give our listeners an update on what happened with that? Yeah, that's a tricky one, the Clean Slate Act, for us, because we're certainly supportive in concept of it. What it is is a bill that would seal misdemeanor and most felony convictions after a certain period of time if the person who was convicted stays out of trouble. It would be three years for a misdemeanor and eight years for a felony after the person gets out of prison if they were incarcerated. And in general, we, you know, we think that that's a positive thing. Class A felonies, which are the worst of the worst, are not eligible to be sealed, and sex crimes are not eligible to be sealed. Uh, but most others are. And we had to fight very hard and lobby hard to get equity for our Catholic schools because the original language would have allowed background checks for public school teachers and, and employees to pick up those sealed convictions, but not for private schools. So there was a tweak in the language to allow that. Although I have to say we're still concerned about our other ministries and how it's going to impact them, because there are times when we have turned away volunteers or employees who want to work with children in our programs because of serious crimes that would make them really inappropriate to work with children ever under zero tolerance. And now that's kind of up in the air, will it, you know, of, of whether or not their background checks can pick up those convictions. And, and we'll certainly be going back to the legislature if we find that we have a problem because child protection is certainly a, a, a huge, huge concern for the church and for all of the faithful. So uh, it's kind of a mixed bag for, for Clean Slate. The governor hasn't signed it yet, so she may be looking for changes as well. We don't know yet. So it's a little bit up in the air at this time, but it's something to watch. So we definitely hope some executive action will be taken on that. Absolutely. But the bottom line is, Jillian, it was a good session overall. And the assembly is actually back today as we record this because they didn't finish their work. But hopefully after that, they won't be back until January. And we'll be back uh, with them to fight again against assisted suicide and for life-affirming legislation. Uh, Was there anything else? I think that's about all I got, other than, again, to say thank you to all of the listeners who've supported the Catholic Action Network, who have listened to this program, and I think we've, we've had a really good season, and I'm really proud of the, of the podcast and, and what we're doing here. So thank you, Jillian. Thank you so much, Dennis. Thanks for listening to the Capital Compass Podcast. We're going to be taking a brief summer break, and we'll be back in the fall. We hope you enjoyed this update. If you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And to catch all the latest from the conference, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NYSCatholicConf and on Facebook at NYSCatholicConference. Thanks again, and God bless.